In James 5.15, the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. The Lord will raise him up. If he has sinned, he will be forgiven. The prayer offered in faith. You know, and then sometimes, you, sometimes, I mean, just go ahead and tell you, this is why it's God. Sometimes I pray for people and they get worse. You're like, oh, pastor, don't pray for me then. It just happens. Sometimes they die. I mean, the apostle Paul, do you think Paul walked with God? Hello? Paul prayed, God, remove this thorn. And God said, no. My grace is sufficient. So sometimes God chooses not to. But here's what I know. The invalid, 38 years he laid there. Nobody was there. The angels had stirred the water, he believed, but nobody would put him in. And he finally gets healed. <laughs> That's a pretty cool miracle. 38 years, you don't move, and then all of a sudden, boom. He says, pick up your mat and walk. I mean, I think some cells, some alignment, I think some DNA, I think all kind of things came together. It had to be a supernatural work of God. But it's God who heals. And then, and then i got to just say this. This just turns me out. People, oh, pastor, you, you, that person doesn't heal them because it's their sin. Now, let me tell you, I want to be careful how I say this. It could be sin. Sin does hold back some things. But sometimes it's just sickness unto the glory of God. It's even to the point of death. I mean, did you know all people die? Does anybody know that besides me? I have prayed for some people that got better and they still died. I read my Bible. They still died. You still going to die. Let me just go ahead and tell you. You might get better for a while, but ultimately, ultimate healing is to be in the presence with Jesus. But I like it when he decides to heal some people on this side, and we get to have them a little longer. How about you? So I'm, I'm going to keep praying because the Word tells me to pray. But I just want you to know, don't go, well, Pastor, they died. Well, hello, everybody in here died. Everybody's going to die at some point. I mean, let me tell you, let me tell you about this. There was a guy one time I read about him. His name's Lazarus. He died, got to come back. He died again. Okay. Kate, I mean, that's a pretty good case, isn't it? We're, we're just going to die. I'm not, you're right. Well, Pastor, you're making this sound like it's going to be fine. But you know what? But if you have a hard, callous, rebellious spirit, that could be holding back your healing. If, if you are uh, sick, I mean, you just need to ask, like, God, is, is there sin? It, a lot of times, you know, our sin causes sickness. How many of you believe our sin causes sickness? So, Lord, you, you want to repent. Like, Lord, search my heart. See if there'd be any hurtful way within me. I want to, so when we pray, we pray aggressively. We pray fervently. We pray in a submissive manner. Uh, listen to this. I love this. Healing in the Bible is not becoming what we were becoming, but we're becoming all that in God intends for us to be. Real healing is becoming into the image, conforming to the image of Jesus. God, I, I just want to go back and be restored like I was. And we might be. But ultimate healing is that, and when he's healing in this life, God wants to redeem us. God wants to make us like his son, Jesus. So God wants us to be godly men and women that pray, and we have the privilege of praying over one another. Uh, but, that, but, but our sin, I, I, I gotta tell you, I wanna be careful here. Sin can block the healing power of Jesus. That's like sometimes when you pray over people, you just wanna say, is there any sin that you know of that you need to confess? And sometimes people are like, well, yeah, man, there is. I've got great hatred in my heart. I've got this and this. Well, then that's, that's a time to confess it to the Lord and, and to move on. The, the scripture here in James says, confess your sins. That is not something anybody likes to do. Because if, if I confess my sin, it's embarrassing. I get found out like he already knows. You know? And you don't just confess your sins to just people can, so they can put it on, on, on social media. I mean, doesn't that feel you, make you feel violated? No, you, you share it with a trusted friend that you might receive the mercy and the grace of Christ. It's, it's powerful. I don't even totally understand it. But we, we, we want the right balance. We, we want to face it 
uh, in the spirit of Christ. But here's, I want you to write down this thought. Healing always moves me and you forward. When their healing comes, we're moving forward. When we're healing in our relationships that have been adrift, that have been relationally broken, we move forward. When we're healed with our, from our sin, we're healed and we're in right relationship with the Father, we move forward. When we're healed of a broken or diseased body, we move forward. And ultimately, when the Lord heals us from this life to the next, that's ultimate healing, isn't it, church? I mean, it's just awesome. Healing in the Bible is not becoming what we were, but it's becoming all that God intends for me and you to be. God's got so much for us. And at the end of the day, He just wants us to be like His Son. He wants us to reflect Christ. I love it when you reflect Jesus in a beautiful manner. It's, it's contagious. It's, it's inviting. It it consumes us, it, it liberates us, it challenges us, it, it stokes our, it fans the flame of faith in our hearts. But when we're not like Christ, we kind of do the opposite, we push people away. So here, here's what we pray a lot of times, God, heal, heal my circumstances. Sometimes God chooses to leave the circumstances in place for a purpose. They're like a thorn in the flesh. I, I don't totally understand that. I mean, it, you know, if I could, I just, I wish nobody would suffer. But you know, when we suffer, we're drawn. We're drawn to Him. When we suffer, we usually get some humility, don't we? When we suffer, we usually cry out. When we suffer, we usually ask other people to help. So it could be for the purposes of God. There, there, there's a new book my wife had turned me on to. It's, uh, it's, it's about suffering. It's by Elizabeth Elliot. I don't remember the exact title, but if you just put suffering Elizabeth Elliot, that, that it'll get there. It was basically a compilation of all these talks she had given. Elizabeth Elliot was one of the greatest women Bible teachers. Just, oh, phenom- Don and I have read and heard her live over the years. We don't hear her now. She's in heaven, okay? But uh, it's a great book on suffering. And, and a lot of times people don't want to talk about suffering. But look at it. We, we pray for the suffering. We pray for the sick. And we pray for the saints, verses 16 through 18. And there's a, there's a pattern here for us to follow. And this pattern is what I've just been talking about in verse 16. Confessing our sins to one another, praying for one another that we might be healed. You know, that would be true small group accountability that we confess, that we pray. And, 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 and the mature can always hear a hard word. And not condemn us or judge us, but help us. Point us to Christ. Help us to find the freedom in Christ to move forward. Uh, the, the Christian life is meant to be a communal life, that we live in community. See, you know, a lot of times today I hear this, oh, they, they just do church online. They, they're on the online church. Well, how's that working for you? I mean, I know it's convenient. I know it's easy. I know you can start whenever you want to. You that like the 1015 service, I know you really like the online church, you know. You know, we used to have it here. We used to have live stream and we did it and people that traveled they would watch us online all that kind of stuff but 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 at the end of the day there's nothing like flesh on flesh that we see and we embrace and we hug and we connect and we share how many of you have enjoyed body life 2.0 yeah well you connect with other believers and i mean that just doesn't happen online not in that sense but let's let's keep going i've got so much i want to say so on this confession thing we don't confess other people's sins we confess ours I, i read this i like it Take care of your side of the street, and God can take care of the other side. I mean, you don't, you don't confess other people's sins. You just confess what's going on in here. And I'll let God deal with them. I, I think that's a good word. But, but I, hear me about confession. 
it's going to be hard because the devil's going to do everything to get to prevent you from crossing that point of freedom because he doesn't want us to be free he wants us to be bound up so uh i read i like this one christian counselor says you're only as sick as your secrets <laughs> and he didn't even want to say you've got a lot of secrets if you've got a lot of secrets you're really sick <laughs> so lord help us to just be transparent before you and before one another that we can move with christ and, and 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 so here it is for the suffering for the sick for the saints in verses 19 through 20 you see here he talks about for the sinner let me move here quickly because i gotta get us into uh, this time together so he goes about backing up the prayer of a righteous man a righteous woman's powerful it's effective elijah was such a man he prayed earnestly verse 19 my brothers if one of you should wander from the truth and someone should bring him back remember this whoever turns a sinner from the error of his way will save him from the death and or save him from death and cover over a multitude of sins here's what i've learned about mankind and myself the old hymn writer said i am prone to wander <laughs> sheep you're prone to wander <laughs> in a direction that's not godly and that's one reason we come together that we might get our marching orders from jesus and follow him and but th- i love what scripture gives an admonition but if you do wander would you be one that would call them back into the foe? Would you be one to help them get back on the path and come on back in? I mean, this could be for those that have never looked to Christ. They've never trust Christ. They've never been born again. They've never been reconciled to God. It, it could be them. Or it could be somebody that's just backslidden and they've just turned their back on God. And they've, they've walked away and, you know, from their faith. And God wants them to come home this morning that he wants to use us. So, Lord, help us to pray. That, Lord, when we pray, we want to realize we're coming to the God of the universe that holds all things together, and he sustains all things. That it's not a burden, but it's always and always will be a privilege to call on you in prayer. God, you're sovereign. You're omnipotent. You invite us to pray. Lord, I will really pray when I get in a tough situation, but God, you are good and you are for me, and you know me, and you love me, and you have my best at your heart. And Lord, I want to trust you. You know what is best for me. You know if the healing will come. And Lord, my faith is even a gift from you. My healing is a gift from you. Every good and perfect gift is from God, from God above. So this morning, this morning we're praying for Tiffany's dad, for Ron. We're praying for AJ. We're praying for April. We're praying for Nancy. We're praying for so many. I could just go down the list of all the people that we're praying for. And we're asking God to be glorified in the house and people's lives, that he would be just forever praised and blessed. So you know what? A lot of times we seem to get real impressed about, you know, you know what, what God can, what he can do. And we need to get impressed about what he can do. But the greater thing is what he does with the dead. I mean, that's what's amazing. He, he raises the dead. He, he, he gives us resurrection. He gives us eternal life in his son. He gives us eternal hope. I mean, yeah, it's good to, to rise from sickness and death in this life or the life to come, but ultimately to be in the presence of Jesus, it doesn't get any better than that. Lord, we want you. Lord, we want our prayers to be powerful. Lord, we know that you're for us. Lord, we, you want us to... to watch out for one another i'm gonna give you a verse here proverbs eleven thirty, 30 
It talks about the one that wanders. Listen to this. He that winneth souls is wise. So God always wants us to have a vision, to be concerned about others that have drifted from the faith or have never come and placed their faith completely in Christ, that they trust Him because prayer aligns us with God. It gives us the grace to endure even when we're going through the suffering. In this room, there's some people that are suffering. And there's some that are going to get some suffering in the next few months, and some will get delivered from suffering. But together we can endure in the strength and the resources and the grace of Jesus. Is that right, church? So God wants to restore. He wants to come, and He wants to do something powerful today. So when should I pray for healing? When I feel emotionally drained and overwhelmed, I should pray. When should I pray? When times are good and I just can't contain another blessing of God, I should pray. When should I pray? When I feel physical pain and affliction and I am greatly afflicted, I should pray. When should I pray? Pray without ceasing. Pray at all times. This is the word of the Lord for this morning.